Welcome to Elevate. My name is Ellie Stiles, intuitive channeler, yoga instructor, and holistic wellness enthusiast. I am bringing you conversations to help guide you towards better ways of thinking, feeling, and doing. If you push play today, know that you are in the right place at the right time and there are messages for you. I am so grateful that you're here and I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation. Let's begin. Hello, welcome back to Elevate with Ellie Styles. I am so excited that you are here for this conversation. My dear friend Sophia is on and we're actually FaceTiming and decided to record a podcast because we got into the topic of body image and connection between our worth and the physical body and really just started with us opening up about our body image struggles. We have conversations about it all the time and we just started talking about vulnerability and I'm at the podcast show in London this week and have just had the privilege to witness so many speakers be vulnerable and share their fears and their shame and their shortcomings and their failures. And ultimately, that's how we connect. And I start the episode with a quote from Elizabeth Day because I saw her live show last night with Dr. Chatterjee. And this episode is just going to resonate with so many. And I really, truly hope that it makes you feel less alone if you are struggling with loving the body that you are in, if you are struggling with feeling worthy, if you are struggling with social media and its impact on how the world is telling you you should look. You are so much more than your body, and I know that this episode is going to be a constant reminder of that. So feel free to click download so you can save it to come back to when you're struggling and when you really need a reminder of the divine love that lives within you and just this is just such a relatable podcast episode i'm so excited to share with you guys so enjoy and i will see you at the end of the conversation (laughs) i'm not even gonna set up a proper intro at the moment because we were just amidst the most juicy conversation ever and it's just gonna get more juicy so i saw elizabeth day last night live and she said Let me pull up the exact quote because it was so moving. Once you make the decision to not be silent, the shame dissipates. And I think that if we're going to start the conversation with body image or continue the conversation with body image, that most of our struggles are because we're silent about it, because we're so shameful about the feelings and the behaviors around body image that you know, once you do make the decision to talk to someone about it, you feel an instant relief knowing that you aren't the only one that's feeling that. And you're not the only one who doesn't feel like they have a perfect body or is ashamed to show up somewhere because they don't feel good about your, about themselves that day. Or you don't want to put, you don't want to wear a certain trend style of fashion because it's not flattering on you. Or you don't have the body trend of the year, you know? (laughs) Just allowing my thoughts to come through. But it's more of just like, why are we pretending that everyone doesn't think about this? And that it's not constantly on everyone's mind all the time. Because I know it is. And it's not like just gender specific. Like it's all like 
men, women, everyone, in, like all genders, non-binary, every, everyone in between has struggles with their body. Yeah, it's like, I said all women at first, just because like recently I've been talking to so many women about it mm-hmm. and like we're sharing the same types of things mm-hmm. like um, dealing with inflammation or just not being happy or content with the way that the our bodies are looking. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, where is this even coming from? in ourselves not even just like the societal standard but like in ourselves why do we feel like we're not enough like ever it's like I was like at my thinnest like tiniest and I still thought that I could be thinner yeah and I still didn't feel like I was enough and I still have those feelings now and it's just like there's no change and I'm in this constant state of comparison and it's just like why are we not talking about it because everybody feels this way 100% when was your earliest memory or recollection of you not being content with your body Mm, probably like third grade maybe like I was looking in the mirror really yeah I was 9 or 10. I didn't want to wear a swimsuit at, at the hotel swimming pool on vacation with my family. Not even like a oh like a friends group gathering. I remember being with my family and not wanting to wear a bikini. And I was so young. Holy shit. That's <laughs> insane. Like yeah, like I mean same with me. Like it was it was so weird. When I was younger, like elementary school, it was like a winter thing. Like as soon as I had to wear pants, I was like, I hate my legs. Like in leggings, I was like, my thighs are huge. Like I can't wear this. And I was like eight. Like what? (laughs) It's just. Can you? Yeah. But at that time it was like the, um, it was like the stick thin, like Kendall Jenner-esque body type. Yeah. I remember, because you took fashion at Ohio State, right? Mm -hmm. I remember they showed us this chart of body image trends and showed us the cycle. And I think they showed seven different body types. And lately when I'm comparing myself and wanting like a huge ass and huge titties and like the most snatched waist, (laughs) I'm like, why? Like, deep down, why? And when I struggled with wanting to be super, super small, which I still, you know, I always want to be smaller, you know? And one of my good guy friends asked me one time, this was a couple years ago, he said, Ellie, who did you envy or look up to that reflected that physical body? And there was a girl in mind that I was always threatened by in high school And she was super small. And I think that that was part of it was thinking that she had something that I didn't. And but then you go back and you look at photos, you know, from three years and you're wait, you're like, wait, actually, I looked like I was eating one carrot a day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like in that moment, you're like, oh, my God, I'm huge. No, exactly. And it's it's crazy. Like, it's actually insane. Yeah. And then I remember in college when I got my smallest, 
I, like, since I've put on weight since then in a healthy way, it's been difficult for me to look back at those photos and fully accept my body now, even though I know that, you know, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm the most energized I've ever been. I am in the best mood. I'm my state. I'm stable. And I love my character and I'm like confident in the person that I am. But for some reason, my little brain always goes back to like, but you used to be way smaller. And there's something in that word small. What is it? I'm so fucking happy that you said that because same. It's like, I literally look at pictures and I'm just like, hmm, I was so skinny. And I'm just like, and I look at myself now and I, I don't have the same body no. that I did. When I was like, what? And you sh- you probably shouldn't. And you probably shouldn't. Like, yeah. And that's no shame to probably anyone. Not. Yeah. <laughs> and no shame to anyone whose body has stayed stagnant and the same. That's okay. But your like your sixteen to twenty year old body is not going to be the body that you have years going forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's wild to me that this mindset is still here yeah and that's what I am still trying to figure out because I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is grab my stomach to see if it's bloated or to see if it's flat and how you usually feel like if you're healthy and digested but why is that my first thing? I literally went to the mirror this morning when I woke up and like took my silk slip off to like look at myself and be like, are you, did you wake up hot today or are you going to hate yep. yourself? Yep, exactly, exactly. So, and recently I've been so frustrated with my body because I've been so mm. inflamed I'll have a sip of water and I'll be bloated. Mm. I I literally woke up today bloated and I worked out and I was still bloated. So uh, my body is just under a lot of stress right now. And I know that, but at the same time, because it's so bloated, I'm doing everything in my power for it to not be bloated because of the way that it looks aesthetically. Yes. Instead of, understanding where it's coming from and trying to mitigate the stress which I kind of am but at the same time I can't really because of my schedule but it's just wild that we have these thoughts about ourselves and if you're comfortable like opening up about this a little bit do you feel more pressure to get your body to return to that state because you are currently like hooking up with someone yeah Um, it's so interesting that you say that. And I, full disclosure, I'm just going to go off into what I'm currently feeling because there's a lot behind my insecurity with my body Mm -hmm. that has been pretty, pretty relevant my entire life. Started young, obviously, but then when I 
got into an unhealthy relationship a few years ago, I was constantly told that I was fat. And this is when I was at my skinniest. So I was constantly told that I was fat. Yeah. That I was fat, that I wasn't hot enough, that I could be Mm. better looking, that I was ugly. So it really messed with the way that I thought about myself. Because even now, sometimes I look in the mirror or I'll have this idea of a standard of what my body should be. And I will subconsciously want it to be thinner or prettier Mm -hmm. or just feel better about it because I want to prove to him that Mm -hmm. I am better, that I am thinner, that I am enough. And so now I see it kind of showing up in the relationship that I'm in now because no, like, the person I'm with is not saying those things to me. He's so like the opposite of that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's coming from my own insecurities that I am still not fully a hundred percent confident in my body because I guess I subconsciously think that he's going to think in the same way that my ex did. And that when I'm naked, he's going to pick apart the things that my ex did. And that, it's really hard, especially to, like, get out of my head during sex, which is, yeah. That's a trauma, you know? That's That's a big trauma. You know, we have our little T's, we have our big T's. That is very significant especially in your developing years and I think for anyone experiencing that or something similar to or any sort of criticism around your body especially when you're young or witnessing someone else who criticizes their body i.e. a parent or an older sibling or someone you trust can really impact the relationship that you have with your body and I wanted to ask you when you think about your body and its purpose on your disordered ways of thinking days, what is the body's purpose when you're criticizing it, when you're telling it it's not good enough in that moment, what is the body serving you? In the disordered mindset, my body is supposed to be hot attractive, sexy, it's supposed to be appealing to the male gaze. I couldn't relate to anything more. To be desirable, we've been taught as women that to be desirable is to be valuable and to be desirable is to be worthy. And I should specify that to be physically desirable is to be valuable and to be worthy. And that is simply fucked up. (laughs) I literally want to vomit. (laughs) The fact that that is actually where it's coming from. So objectively, that's where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Because if you... it makes me sick that... 
I can even say that with so much truth coming from it because that really is what like what it is Mm -hmm. what do you think what do you think you would think about your body if men if if no one ever saw you naked like only you got to see yourself do you think that comparison would still exist or that that drive to be appealing to men would exist I mean, I don't want to live in a world where we're not having sex, but. <laughs> um, so I have my days where I am totally feeling myself. I would say most days I'm totally feeling myself and obsessed yeah. with myself. Love. And I just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of how it is. I know those um, moments because you post fire fire photos on Instagram and I'm like she's having a good body image day I love this for her (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I, I have fun um but on those days where I don't feel that and I'm feeling the negative self-talk come in the body shame and when it's me alone I feel believe that I feel that mostly because of my past that even though it's just me to me I still feel like I need to prove to that person a few years ago that my body is desirable and it doesn't even come from me Mm -hmm. And it's wild because I've been out of that relationship for years. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is really challenging to work through for myself. What do you do for yourself on those days? Because I know you and I talk about this frequently. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to speak for you, but I know for me, at least half of my week is bad body image days. Like if I'm just going to be super transparent and honest... And sometimes it's not even a full day. Sometimes it changes by the hour because I really struggle with body dysmorphia and, you know, mirror checking and just feeling like my body's constantly changing, even though we all know, like, my body didn't change or your body didn't change in an hour. (laughs) But it's, you know, like, I think social media, before I get into, I forget what I was going to ask you originally, but I think social media has shown it's like, at all times, you should look this way. Like, at all times, you should be morning skinny. At all times, your skin should be smooth. At all times, you should have a flat stomach. At all times, you should be this perfect, desirable doll that is always fuckable. Like... <laughs> okay. Always fuckable. So, yeah. I guess, what do you do on those days when you're not feeling good about yourself? So I would say usually it's, it goes one way or the other. One, one option is like I will kind of get into like a really weird funk where mentally where I'm just like so in my head and not motivated to do anything like I just don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. 
I want to wear really baggy clothes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will eat a little too much. I binge sometimes. It used to be really bad my senior year of college when I was like fresh, like moving through that, um, that breakup. It was just like, I was kind of a mess. I was really binging a lot. And so now it comes in waves on those days. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't like over binge. Binging for me is just like eating a few spoonfuls of peanut butter, like a little too many spoonfuls of peanut butter. Like yeah. I won't like finish the jar or anything, but I'll have like, yeah, I'll just have peanut butter and <laughs> basically hate myself. <laughs> And then I'll feel, like, really bloated um, and just have a day. And then the other option is more of, like, a healthy alternative, but maybe not because, like, I'll be exercising. Mm-hmm. One, to just get myself out of this state of mind, but also because I'm not happy with the way that my body looks. Mm-hmm. So I tell myself that I'm taking action to change it, which is – I don't even know if that's healthy, to be honest. <laughs> I think that binging and any disordered eating is is ultimately the energy behind why you're doing it. And so regardless of the food that you choose, whether it's something quote-unquote healthy or not, like Oreos or like, I don't know, like a bucket of cherries, like you can still eat those, of course, but it's what, like why are you doing it to feed yourself are you doing it because you're hungry are you doing it because you it's pleasurable mm-hmm. or and this is usually the case is there some void inside of you that you reach for food to fill like I feel like in the moments where my disordered eating arises the most on both spectrums is when I'm experiencing emotion, an emotion that I don't want to feel. And that's when I'll reach for now more like a drink because Italy, they, they drink so much more often than, than in the States. It's really cultural, but I've almost used the cultural piece as an excuse. And now more than ever, I found myself when I get a little uncomfortable or I get a little sad or I get a little shameful or insecure I want to numb in those ways you know and yeah and some days that's reaching for the treadmill and like sprinting until I can't feeling anything and other times that's like oh let me go get like a spritz and then have three and then you know but it's all about the intention behind those actions and you know I'm not saying any of that is bad or shameful it's just thinking about why you're doing what you're doing and where that really comes yeah. from, because ultimately that's just going to keep showing up until you really address yeah. the root of it. Yeah, I'm happy that you said that. I actually touch on that in my ebook when I move through the energy centers and how they relate to the physical. So the void to binge and undereat comes from a solar plexus imbalance. And for those who are unaware of the chakra system. It's our third energy center. It's where the stomach lies. So right above the belly button. And it is the center of self-worth and empowerment. And so when 
our solar plexus is, let's say, undernourished, so you don't feel worthy, there is a void there that you are trying to fill. You don't feel like you're enough. And so the body interprets that to to get food, to feed the void, but the void is energetic. Mm -hmm. And so there is not enough food. There's There's not enough material wealth. There's not enough friends or parties that you can go to that will fill this void to make you feel enough. And so when we binge, we feel this emptiness even after we binge because you still don't feel enough. And you still don't feel worthy. And so it's really important to understand that in order to kind of counteract that. So, yeah, like we go through these days, but like I still have the understanding that it's an energetic imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm feeling that, I know that I have to change my energy. I know that I have to convince myself that I'm enough. Mm -hmm. And that's how you move through it. You have to literally change the way that you think about yourself. So how do you do that? And like the burning question, how do we feel worthy? How do you feel worthy? You have to tell yourself that you're worthy until you believe it. Yeah. Until you believe it. Yeah. Pound yourself with the idea that you're worthy until you feel it. Mm -hmm. That is the only way because eventually when you redirect your thoughts so much, it's inevitable that your subconscious picks up on it and it's like, Oh, this is the new norm. I feel worthy and I am worthy. And so that becomes your new norm and the not self becomes, I feel unworthy then you know something's wrong. But when you're constantly in the state of mind where I'm unworthy and you want to bring in the fact that you're worthy, that means that you feel like you're not worthy majority of the time. And Mm -hmm. so that's your main identity. Mm -hmm. And so you want to change your main identity. And the only way to do that is to redirect your thoughts so much until your subconscious changes. Yeah, no, I love that you said that because I think that's what you have to think about is what are your beliefs the majority of the time because mm-hmm. when we're working with energy and you're you're working with manifestation I know a lot of people a lot of listeners come on to learn about the manifestation piece and the worthiness is a foundation of attracting things that are in alignment with your highest self and I remember when I was first starting out on reframing my thoughts when I was coming out of my depression I called my mom and I was like just in tears because it was so hard to be positive and it was so unnatural. Like I was like, this is fucking annoying. Like I'm not, this doesn't come easily to me. And I just kept going and you really have to like, I don't want to say fake it until you make it because ultimately it does have to come from this authentic space in your subconscious in order to manifest in the conscious. But truly like in the beginning, you got to fake it till you make it. And I think that I think a way to really connect to self-worth and feel worthy for me was connecting to the divine and believing in something bigger than myself. Because if I was solely feeling worthy based on my body, 
that's not enough. And also that ultimately will lead to suffering and despair because there are other bodies. There are people that will tell you that yours is not enough or that yours looks like this and social media will tell you all the other stories. So if you can find worthiness in who you are and find worthiness in your connection to the divine, that is a foundation. Your body is going to change for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life. I am so happy that you said that because that's actually what it was for me. It was the complete detachment that I'm not my body, that I'm actually this loving human and that the love that's within me actually drives every action that I do. I'm like, holy shit, I'm an amazing person. (laughs) I love who I am. And like that kind of just over road everything else that I thought about my body yeah that's how I changed the way that I thought about myself it was actually connecting to the fact that I love the person that I am because I was coming from a place of love all the time or majority of the time I just one I will give you some books to read yes Marianne Williamson's return to love that book changed my entire outlook on life. Wow. That is the book that allowed me to understand that I am love. That everybody in this world, in this planet, is just love. And so when you understand that nobody is their body, that they're just the loving energy, and either they reject the love that's within them mm-hmm. or they are projecting their fear to accept their love that is the main source of feeling whole or not feeling whole yes and so if you want to binge eat you're not connected to the love that's within you you're not connected to the purpose of feeling how loving you are that you are meant to be on this planet to feel this love that's within you in order for you to connect your love with everybody that's around you. And that's where it all connects. That's why we feel any type of imbalance. It's the lack of connection to this love. And an attachment to the physical body. Yes. Your physical vessel, I, I mean, I loved everything you just said I think I remember you mentioning in our first podcast together our first episode that it was hard to grasp that love is the answer that the energy of love is the answer and you know I would say to people when it's hard to understand that it's because you are so attached to what it means to be of the body and we are spiritual beings And this is our physical vessel, and I by no means am saying that you should ignore it and that you should take no value in it because I think if we can shift from, oh, my body is this, this I'm made to like be desirable and I should be wanted and that will determine my worth. It's like, no, you are an extension of source energy. You are a divine being and your physical body literally takes care of you all day long. Like if you're a healthy person listening to this podcast right now, your body has not failed you. Like your body is working for you. 
And I think if we can take time to honor that and be like, wow, I breathe without effort. I walk without effort. Like, look where this has taken me and look at this thing that holds my spirit inside. And if you can honor it for that and then put the majority of your focus on the spirit inside and say, you know, this is who I am. And think about the people like I think about you when I think about this. My closest friends and family love and support the person that I am and have loved me through every season of my body changing. The men that have come and gone, I'm not saying I didn't have, you know, connections in terms of emotional that I I didn't feel appreciated, but those people come and come and go. But the ones that have stayed entirely in my life love who I am inside and will love me regardless of how I physically look until I shrivel and die, like truly. And I just think that, like, if we can come back to that, truly, and like when I think about our friendship, I just find you more beautiful every day because we have these conversations all the time and we open up and I learn more about you and you share and you're vulnerable and we connect and I just see more beauty in you when we're speaking from the heart and when I'm hearing what you have to say from the heart and I continue to just like my love for you grows and it has nothing to do with the physical manifestation of your body at that time in space like it's simply just oh my god I love her like we just we bring out so much in each other and that's how I feel with people that I love and so it's like why don't we feel that for ourselves yeah I love you so much. <laughs> I'm just like I love you. so warm right now. <laughs> I like, just soaked all of that in. Um, why don't we feel that for ourselves? I honestly think that a lot of it is because it's projected onto us constantly. Yeah. And when I say that, I kind of just mean that everybody around us fucking hates their body or is so insecure that we are just surrounded by so many insecure people that that is like the norm. That's like Mm -hmm. the way that people think about themselves. And Mm -hmm. so to even like touch on what you said that people stay with in the relationship that they have with you and still love you be even through your bodily changes Mm -hmm. It's because they understand who you are. It's because they see your love too in the same way that you see it for them. And when people do judge other people's bodies, it comes from their own judgment of theirs. And that's with all judgments. And that's with all judgments. Success, whatever it is, if somebody's insecure they're going to project that insecurity and tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not enough in whatever form it comes out. And so it's really important to know that because if you feel fucking good in your skin, then you feel fucking good in your skin. And that's something to hold on to and really guard and protect. And not to on people. Yeah. I mean, you can desire change anytime. Like, whatever you desire, if it's for you, 
honor that, but you cannot wait for that moment of that change to arrive to fully accept and love who you are. And I think that's where we go wrong is we think that the minute that we're five pounds smaller, 10 pounds smaller, small, 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 like at that point, we'll love ourselves. At that point, we'll be happy. And I know both of us can speak to the fact that every single, every single time I reflect a year later, I look back on my body. I was not happy then. Okay. A year later. Yep. Not happy then. A year later. Yep. Didn't like my body then. And it's like, I think I had a moment a couple months ago where I was like, I'm so sick of this shit. Like I'm sick of not loving myself for where I am in this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it gets, you're just, you come to a point where you're like, how much time and how much life am I going to waste away just treating my body so critically and unloving? Like, it's a waste of space. It's a waste yeah. of space. You're wasting time. You spend money. You miss out on experiences. Like, the amount of things that I have skipped, canceled, and avoided because I didn't feel good about my body, like, years, years. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I feel like a whole year and a half of my life, I was just avoiding life because I just felt so uncomfortable in my body, so ashamed of what I looked like, and it really fucks with you. Yeah, it does. But you can take your power back at any moment. Like, if you want it to be now... It's now. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Yeah. What would you say to someone really struggling? I mean, we're all walking side by side together in this. But, you know, can you just offer some encouraging words too? And I'm sure they'll come through for yourself too, you know, um, that someone needs to hear regarding their worthiness and their, their body. It's when you surrender the idea that you have control over the way that your body responds to things, that you'll be able to find ease in the sense that your body is here for one purpose, and it's to hold the love that you have within you, and it's to thrive. You're here to thrive not survive on limiting beliefs about yourself. So do things that make you feel good. And that's it. Do things that make you feel really fucking good every day. And soon that will shift the way that your mind tells you that you feel because you actually are doing things that you enjoy. And you're not even thinking about what your body is looking like in that moment because you're so filled up with the world that is within and around you. 100%. You couldn't have said it any better. You continue to just encourage me to be vulnerable and more open. And, you know, I think going back to that quote at the beginning from Elizabeth yesterday, like truly just after talking to you for 
35 minutes about this, I already feel part of my own shame around my body dissipating, like truly, because it's something that I really talk very, you know, I talk about it with you and maybe a couple other close friends, but I think just providing the safe container and reminding people to talk about it and like it, I understand that it feels shameful, but it is not shameful to be in that space and it is okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so happy to have you and just hope you go out into the world feeling inspired and empowered and embrace the entirety of this human experience. And if anything resonated today, go head over to Apple Podcast, leave a review. I love hearing your feedback. Let me know what resonated the most, what you're taking with you. And I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll see you soon for a new episode.